Hello and thank you for tuning into the Young and Anointed podcast. This is a place for deep conversations about mindset, stewardship, and the development of a relentless pursuit of your passions. This podcast is a Sky Media production, and we hope that you enjoy the show. Thank you. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for showing up. My name is Martel Fletcher. And of course, I'm with. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> you said, of course. Good morning, good morning, good morning, or whenever you choose to listen to this. My name is Karen Hubbard, otherwise known as Queen K. I'm so mm. glad you're here. <laughs> mm. And y'all are listening to the Young and Anointed podcast. Today, we are on episode number 11. Ooh. And this one, this one right here, is on relationships. Oh, yeah. <laughs> y'all better watch out. I know, I know y'all knew, you, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. <laughs> but uh, today it is here. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Carol, we got. But okay, so I think I want to give a little background first, just because um, we've been wanting to talk about relationships. But I called Martel yesterday. Because mm -hmm. I remember, like, because of who we are, like, we don't have to plan stuff out. Like, we're just awesome. So we can bounce stuff awesome off of each other. And I was like, wait, 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 Martel, Martel, Martel. We have to break this down a little bit. This is really, really dense. So we're going to start with specifically, first, romantic relationships. So Martel, where do you want to start? Because I feel like we can start with, like, statistics or, like, we can start with, like, signs and then go from there or we could start from like past relationships or what we've learned like where where should we start from this like this is so dense okay yeah relationships let me think so i think we should go let's give them some background give them some give them some statistics some numbers or whatever and then we can go and then we can break those down okay okay i know that you had some statistics you want to share i'll start with my background a little bit um, with some signs about healthy relationships and unhealthy relationships, just because I don't think people know the difference. Um, and a pa another passion point for me, because y'all know I'm passionate about every freaking thing, is healthy relationships. Um, I used to be an ambassador um, for an organization called One Love that teaches about um, healthy relationships and unhealthy relationships and prevents dating violence um, by educating mm. people about healthy relationships. So we're going to start with a little bit of education first. And of course, this is coming from um, One Love. And we're going to start with the 10 signs of a healthy relationship. I'm just going to graze over the signs themselves and like, because we could easily make an episode on each sign, but I'm just going to graze over the 10 signs themselves. And then Martel, what I'll do is after the episode, I'm gonna give you the link just in case anybody wants to like read up on their own. So yeah, yeah the 10 signs of a healthy relationship are, number one, comfortable pace. You're moving at a comfortable pace in the relationship. Nobody's rushing one another. You both feel like you're moving at a comfortable pace. Number two, trust. There is trust, mutual trust on both sides. Honesty, there is honesty in the relationship. Independence. You are both independent individuals in the relationship. Number five, respect. You both respect one another 100%. Mm. Number six, there's equality, whether that's financial, <laughs> emotional, equality. Equality? Equality, yes. Okay. Kindness. Number seven, kindness. Number eight, taking responsibility. Number nine. Oh, I love how my page froze. That's awesome. Oh, hold on. Taking Sorry. responsibility. Yes, number taking three. responsibility is number nine. Give me a second. Okay. My apologies. Number eight was taking responsibility. Number nine is healthy conflict. Healthy conflict can look like having a conversation. You can have an argument, but you're resolving it in a healthy manner. That's number nine. Number 10 is fun. A relationship is fun. A healthy relationship is fun. So that's the 10 signs of a healthy relationship. And of course, today we're talking about a romantic relationship, but this should span to all relationships, professional, platonic, friendships, familial, family, 
this is all relationships, but today we're talking specifically about romantic. And in this sense, romantic relationships should be those top 10 things. Now, an unhealthy relation, relationship looks like this. You ready for the unhealthy relationship? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, an unhealthy relationship is intense. Number two, in an unhealthy relationship, there can be possessiveness. Number three, in an unhealthy relationship, there can be manipulation. Number four, in an unhealthy relationship, this could, there could be isolation. Number five, in an unhealthy relationship, there can be sabotage. Number six, in an unhealthy relationship, there can be belittling. Number seven, in an unhealthy relationship, there can be guilting. Number eight, in an unhealthy relationship, there can be volatility. Number nine, in an unhealthy relationship, there can be deflecting of responsibility. And last but not least, number 10, in an unhealthy relationship, there can be betrayal. Now, those were 10 signs of an unhealthy relationship and 10 signs of a healthy relationship. I'm gonna give Martel the links on those. And then again, some background. I was a one love ambassador, meaning like I was certified to give trainings on those. So if you have any questions for me, I'm actually allowed to go into depth um, regarding the content of those. So if you're not sure if you're in a healthy or unhealthy relationship, let's talk about it. So Martel, I don't know if you yeah. thought of anything while I was talking about that, but let me know where your brain's at. So I actually am just finishing up this book, um, The Five Love Languages, mm -hmm. which part of the reason why I just, you know, wanted, why I reached out and was like, yo, maybe we should talk about relationships this week. Um, because it brought up some in interesting things. It was talking a lot about, it's it's like, there's the, I've got the singles version of it. Mm -hmm. um, my dad recommended it to me. Um, but there's like the, there's the couples relation, there's the marriage one, and then there's the singles one but it's all really just like about the personality types. Mm. Like, okay, this person uh, feels love in this way. By the way, the, the five love languages is um, words of affirmation, gift giving, acts of service, quality time, uh, and touch. So, and what it pretty much does is it, it, it tells you that like everybody has a primary love language. Mm -hmm. So if you are a person who craves uh, quality time over the other four, then if you don't get quality time with the people uh, around you who you call friends or who you are in a relationship with, then you won't feel loved by that person because that's that's the language that you speak the most. And you probably also give that the most and you so you expect it to be reciprocated. Um, so, but we all speak all five. We all speak all five, but one of them you will you feel the most mm. and it's the most important to you. And so in the, I was, when I was reading this book, I'm like, yo, this is really deep. Mine stood out immediately to me. And I took the quiz, there's a quiz with it. Mm -hmm. And then the quiz just, the quiz, mine was crazy lopsided. I don't, I haven't seen anybody else's test that was as, as lopsided as mine. You so like, mine. You haven't seen mine. I haven't seen yours. <laughs> it's, it's pretty lopsided. Can you, can you guess what mine is? Can you guess what my top one was? Uh, out of the five, mm -hmm. number one. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I would say it's not touch. I would say that it is uh, not receiving gifts. I would say that it is not as much. I would say that it's not words of affirmation. So that means it comes down to quality time and uh, acts of service, right? No. Huh? Nope. You skipped right over it. I skipped over it. You skipped over it. Which one is it? Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation? Number yes. one? Yes. Karen, I'm an intellect. I love words. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. You should have known this. Shame on you. you. You think you know somebody, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Well, shoot. Yeah, mine, uh, mine is quality time, but mine is like 37% quality time. What was the percentage on it? Oh my gosh. Um, Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. 
Okay, so now what I did, what you were talking about with the healthy relationships, mm-hmm. um, a lot of those were in the book. It just didn't list them out in 10, but they were right. they were just pretty much throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. But I feel like now I, I want to get into some personal. I want to get into uh, some personal stuff so that it, so we can bring context to 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 the topic. Okay. okay. We give we're giving suggestions. We're giving like the, the book recommendations, but I feel like it will give the most value if we could talk about what's going on. Or Told what you. Happened. 37 percent yeah my 37% quality time yours is words of affirmation so it's like if that if it's that if that's not there then <laughs> pretty much stop okay we're getting personal we're getting personal I'm ready we're diving deep I'm ready okay so like I was saying my 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 primary lopsided primary mm-hmm. is quality time and that was really obvious to me. Okay. And so I traced that back to like, okay, so is this actually valid? I took the test and I looked and then, you know, it gave me the number and I'm like, okay, is that actually valid to me? Um, is it relevant? And it ha- has it been relevant before? And so I'm thinking about, okay, relationships in the past, uh, how I interact with family, um, my friends, my my closest friends, and how how did our bond get stronger and which ones didn't get stronger and why Mm -hmm. and it all came down to how much time that we did we actually were we able to actually spend with each other i like that (laughs) and like quality time doesn't mean that we're you know in the same place all the time it just means that we are um at some point in time we are spending time with each other that means talking and listening like we are one we are together at that time Okay. And that has been like, that's extremely important to me. And I was in the last, the last actual relationship that I was in, it was like, uh, w- there was a distance issue. There was a distance issue. Mm-hmm. We really shouldn't have gotten into a relationship at, at, at the time that we did. Agreed. Because I was just graduating from high school and she had another year, but she was about to go um, to play college sports college volleyball and i was running track at the college that i was at and so we got into a relationship right during that time so it didn't really make sense but i noticed that the conversations that we used to have the conversation like we would be on on the phone we'd be up on the phone on a on a monday night right no monday tuesday wednesday it didn't even matter it didn't even matter we you know we got school in the morning we'd be up <laughs> on the phone to like four a.m. four or five she's got practice i've got practice we know we do and we know we got to get to school on time but it didn't matter no one was thinking about the time we'd just be sitting up on the phone talking for hours on top of hours and it was like the best time <laughs> and so uh of course we'd be sleepy that day but it was all right <laughs> but so and then we had we had moments like that all the time like we would just go hang out and I'm the kind of person who if me and you are together and we can just like like if me and you are in the same place, we're just sitting watching TV or we're just sitting looking at the sky. I'm good. (laughs) We don't have to be doing some extravagant thing. I just like to be around people, you know. If if I if I really if I appreciate you and if I if I like being around you then I don't we don't have to be doing anything crazy as long as I'm there, and uh, so when we, when I got to college I noticed that you know our conversations weren't as weren't as didn't have as much substance as they used to mm-hmm. like we weren't talking the same like I was I would try to you know call and say what's up and you know, try to have the same kind of conversation, like see what's going on. But there was something about it that she, there was something, she just could not talk in the same way that she used to. And I noticed immediately that the quality time wasn't so quality anymore. We'd be on the phone, but we weren't talking about anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't feel connected during those conversations anymore. And so like slowly, like I was feeling, because one, I can't see you. And two, when we get when we actually get in contact on the phone, we ain't we ain't we ain't connected. Mm. So 
it was just rough and it was just it was just so rough and so we eventually just had to say all right this is not this isn't going to do it this isn't going to do it and uh it only lo looks like it's just going to get worse because you <laughs> <laughs> time is going on and we're both growing and and doing things on the planet and uh <clears throat> yeah it doesn't look like we're gonna be doing it in the same place so <laughs> but it's the same thing like with my friends and then i'm you know i i, I compared it to my friend relationship as well like quality time does that actually match up to me and i'm like oh okay yeah it does i take one once a year i make a trip to go see my friends in their state every year every year I've never, since we graduated from high school, I haven't missed a single year of watching Haley play basketball, no matter where she was playing at. Mm. I went to go to her game, whether it was in Michigan, whether it was in Indiana, whether it was in Ohio, I made an effort every single year to go see her play basketball because I felt like that was me putting, that was quality time to me. You know, that was me putting the effort and putting the time in to see her. So that was my, that was how I communicated love. And then same thing with my friends in Indiana who, you know, all kind of suck and then don't visit me, but except for you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but like it. The, there's the other half and I see them, I go to Indiana or I go to Ohio, Ohio to go meet up with them uh, every year. Cause I'm like, you know, y'all might not, come to Michigan ever, but I'm going to see y'all. <laughs> I'm going to see. I'm, I will see you <laughs> in person, live. And then the people who have stuck around, the friends who have stuck around, no matter where I met them at, because, you know, I've lived in Michigan, Ohio, uh, Wisconsin, and Indiana. The people who have stuck around are the people who have um, reciprocated or put in the effort to stay in my life. Mm -hmm. Like the people who decided I'm gonna call them. They stay, <laughs> they stay. And like, I've been visited, last year I was, this year, between last school year, last school year, more people visited me than like ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> And so it was, it's so cool. Like when someone comes up here, that means, it means so much to me when people, when uh, a friend will take the time out to come up to Michigan and, you know, just chill. We don't have any, we don't have to have like any crazy plan, but they just come up and they say, I'm going to, I'm going to see you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. Cause that, and that just, it hits different. Like you, as they say, <laughs> it hits as different. They say. <laughs> And I really do appreciate it. Big shout out to the the homies who have who've who've made the the travel, the trip up to Michigan. Um, Karen. <laughs> so there's uh Michelle just came up here. I met her in Ohio. We got Jelena from IU, we got Raven, um, and uh Sharita who have all come up here to say what's up. And I love you guys. Believe it. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I think, um, okay, you just delivered a lot. And I think it's really important for pe a lot of people to see the context and, and the why you're sharing this. So not only did this quiz give him insight to really understand what was important to him in his past relationship, but the attributes that he took away from this relationship that, that he learned about himself and that he needs to see in his next relationship. So now that he knows that quality time is his love language, he needs to see that mirrored, not those same qualities in that person, but that same that same love language mirrored in his next relationship. So that's something that he learned from that quiz. And it's really funny, it's like when Martel took this quiz and like, he was like, Karen, what are your love, like, what's your love language? Like, what do you think my love language is? I was like, what are you talking about? And like, because like, I've, I grew up learning about this because my mom is really passionate about this stuff because a passion point of hers is healthy relationships, healthy relationships and domestic violence. So like, I took this quiz, like, I don't know, like a long time ago. So I was like, man, I've been on my love language. It's like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, like it makes so much sense. So it's been really exciting to see you put all the pieces together. So that's really important that you know that. So. What am I supposed to be talking about? You told me, oh, I gotta get personal. 
Yeah, just give us some context. Some like how does how does what you were just talking about? When have you seen a healthy and an unhealthy in your own life? In my own life, the healthy or unhealthy are the love languages. The healthy or the unhealthy. Mm. Okay. Um I have seen the unhealthy portions in the sense of my significant others not being aware of how past experiences can reflect upon their ability to be in a healthy relationship. Um, and I think that I'm a very different type of person to where I am friends or friendly, friends or friendly with all of my past significant others. Um, mm -hmm. Not to say that like we still like meet up or go out for lunch or everything, but like we're good, like we're on good terms with most of them. A little shaky with one of them, but I'm <laughs> we're all in a mature mind space to where um, the relationship itself may have failed. Um, but because of what we learned about each other um, and realizing that we wouldn't have learned learn that about one another or ourselves otherwise, we have one another to thank for that. Um, so I am thankful for those experiences. However, those unhealthy things that I was able to witness in those people um, taught me a lot about um, what carrying baggage from your past, not even past relationships, but just from your past in general can look like and how it can inflict upon your ability to connect with somebody else. Um, and it was really it was really hard for me to pick up upon because even just looking at the 10 signs of an unhealthy relationship, um, all of them were surfacing in very, very, very weak concentrations like they weren't like oh you can't see this person at all or like you can't do this at all it was very 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 subtle so the very very small subtleties were giving way to larger insecurities um that were rooted in something else um and just kind of drawing the line between being a support system for someone but also drawing the line for myself and not being the support system so much so that it was making me weaker or making me me be unable to like go through my own battles and like still live my life as a teenager because of the past relationships I had. So I've been in, I'd say I've, I've been in, what's it called a significant relationship? Romantic, yeah, romantic relationship. Um, I'd say my first significant one was when I was, oh God, 15, 15. Mm. 15, so that was about a four or five year relationship. Yeah, yeah. So that was my longest one. Yeah, that was my longest one. And within that one, that one taught me a lot about making sure that your spirit is okay to even be in a space to even declare your inner romantic relationship because people don't understand that when you're when you declare a relationship to be romantic you are sharing everything that doesn't mean like you know you're pouring out your entire spirit at the very beginning but that means that you are giving way to a vulnerability for everything to come to the light for everything to be of use for that relationship for the betterment of yourself and for the betterment of that relationship and we haven't even reached marriage yet right so that doesn't mean that every every relationship has to end in marriage but that means that every relationship has an intent. So let's just start with the, in, the intent to grow. So if this relationship has the intention to grow, you're starting this romantic relationship with the intent to grow with one another, to have a life together, whatever it is, you have to be okay with everything coming to the light to be able to make emotional decisions together, to make hard decisions. And this person specifically was not even in a mind space to be able to do that because they had so much left to resolve. So I couldn't even be in a space to grow with that person. And remind you, like this is like from 15 to 19 and I'm, I'm figuring all this out. It's a long and time. From 15 to 19, huh? It's a long time that young. Yeah. Um, I'm figuring all these things out and figuring out all these like subtleties and unhealthy parts 
Um, and here, let me just say this real quick. Someone, and I'm gonna just be blunt. Someone doesn't have to be beating you for it to be an unhealthy relationship. And that's what pisses me off the most because people will stay in unhealthy relationships using the excuse, well, oh, he's not hitting me or, oh, she's not hitting me. Or like, you know, they haven't like, you know, trashed my house or tried to, you know, hurt me or hurt my family. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. people can break down your spirit without even touching you. So you have to be really careful about letting people in and trusting people with your spirit. You have to be more careful with your spirit than you are with your body. Not to say that you shouldn't like care about one or the other, but if you're giving someone access to something that's eternal, you gotta be careful. You have to be guarded. And I was, I was not guarded. I was definitely not guarded. I, I, I was immature in the sense that I didn't do my due diligence in figuring out where this person was in terms of their spirit. And I allowed the growth to get too far before I figured out it was just weeds. So that's relationship number one. Relationship number two went the exact same because this person had the exact same problem. Um, <laughs> um, and I found myself, um, so at this point I'm 20, oh, Three. Do, do the math real quick, huh? Three. Right, right now I'm 23, hold on, let me do the math. 2017, so one 19. Equals, okay, 19. <laughs> so at this point I'm 19. Um, that's why I'm 19, got into another relationship, um, had the same problem with the same person. Sorry, sorry. Same problem, different person, different walk of life, same issue. Mm -hmm. So I found myself again, being the help that's pushing to pushing to make them want to grow when they don't want to grow for themselves and the same unhealthy signs the same unhealthy subtleties and because it was it was so hard for me to pick up on and like the concentration and the subtleties were so low that i had to focus really hard on making sure that i wasn't insane i was like i'm not crazy but i see it so like mm -hmm. i asked i went ahead and i asked and they confirmed that i was right and i was like <sighs> i was like you know what god i don't know what to do with this one you're, you're confusing me i don't know what you want me to do and at this point, I was like, you know what? I think God is calling me to be alone at this point. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to be alone because I think there's something else that God wants me to pull out of myself because he's pulling this out of other people. So, yeah, as far as just like the unhealthy, the unhealthy signs, I had to work really hard to see that. I had to work really, really hard to see that and to listen really, really hard um, to be able to understand where their spirit was. Um, yeah, so that was really interesting. And then in terms of love languages, um, with words of affirmation being my primary love language, um, that was really tough for me just because not a lot of people are able to communicate clearly, um, clearly, passionately, and intentionally. Um, and that was only exhibited, I want to say in like, I would say it was exhibited in all of my past relationships very, very well in my current relationship. But in my past relationships, there in the first one, yes, towards like the last two years. In the second one, very much so. In the third one, absolutely not, non-existent. <laughs> in the current one, absolutely. So in terms of like what love language is, they were very much so expressed. It's just the truth behind it because people can say whatever they want. And, and that's, that's kind of the crappy part about words of affirmation. People can say whatever they want, but people will show you who they are. People will right. always show you who they are. You just have to wait for them to do that. And people will always show their hand. That, that's the really fun part. Whether people are like, you know, uh, fabricators or liars, that's the fun part. They'll always slip up and show you. Okay, that was a lot. Questions, comments, concerns? No, I think that was great. Thanks. But one thing that I thought that that we definitely should uh, stick on a little bit and I want to press is how the past uh, how the past affect affects the present in terms of a relationship. <clears throat> so it's like we've been talking about like romantic relationships and one person, another person. But what about the situations where somebody had 
And just like you were talking about how the people's past came and uh, pushed a bunch of stuff onto you in your relationship, some people who have gone through a bunch of stuff in their life with their parents or with their family, and then dragging that into their relationship and then like expecting the other person to fix it all <laughs> and like, or not, not understanding that there are certain things that have to be fixed in themselves so that they can go into a relationship and reciprocate the same energy without putting too much on the other person. Mm. Phew. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Help me understand. Okay, so I understand the theme and the importance. What was the question in all of that? Help me understand what the question was. The question is this. Um, if there's a lot of stuff that has happened in my past yeah. that have left holes, holes in my spirit, um, how can I let that not, uh, how can I let that not affect me in my present relationship? And how, how can I fill those holes before the relationship so i don't expect the other person to fill them got it okay okay cool um two prefaces two prefaces i like how you can't see my hand two prefaces one um let me know if i need to elaborate on something just because this is a this is a very prevalent theme in my life currently um okay. but let me know if i need to elaborate on something because i might start going and like you'll be like karen wait 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 what does that mean so that's one Two, um, I might make the reference man a lot, but when I say man, I just mean flesh. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay. No man can fill a God-sized void. Period. Okay. Period. End of the show. All right. Period. <laughs> when you, when you, I'll, I'll start with just, I'll start with just trauma first, specifically sexual trauma. When there is a crime committed against your body, it's almost in my in my personal experience and from the people that I've seen go through it, um, it's almost as if a crime is committed against your body and your spirit has to heal as well. It's not just your body that has to heal, it's your spirit as well. And this 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 pain and this wound can also be mimicked in different types of trauma, like whether that's like, you know, you've been cheated on or whether that's um, you know, you've been in a really low spot in your life or like, you know, you've experienced failure over and over. Trauma is trauma. And when you expect another person to be able to fill that void for you, you've already lost. And that person has already failed. A person cannot fulfill you. Please understand that now. And once once you understand that man is going to fail you, that's and that's not to say like you'll never find a great person. That's not what I'm saying. Please understand that's not what I'm saying. But once you understand that man is not going to fulfill you, you'll never be disappointed because you won't be relying on man to fulfill you. You understand that you have to tap into something higher that can actually fulfill you. Got you. So that's number one. Um, in terms of making sure that you're okay before a relationship. Um, I think this is, I said this to a friend, um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I really like digging into like words. I think it's called etymology. Forgive me if that's not the correct word. Um, but digging into relationships. So we're specifically talking about a romantic relationship, relation and ship relation means that you have something in common ship. I think of like literally a ship. So relation and ship, you have something in common and you're on a ship, you're going somewhere. If you both have built this ship. And, you, and you're thinking that you and all of your parts, even though they have holes in them, and the other person and all of their parts, even though they might be seemingly okay, and you bring you and your holy parts, and you guys are trying to make a ship and go somewhere with it, and you think you're going to survive in the water, and you got a whole bunch of holes in your ship, where is this Down. ship going to go? Down. Down. It's going to sink quickly. And I think the funny part about me is I've been able to conceal some of my holes really, really well with super glue, quick fixes, um, <laughs> uh, uh, some, some tar along the way to kind of conceal some of my holes. And um, only a very small subset of people have been able to pick it out and be like, hey, wait a minute, what's the hole? And I'm like, ah, don't look at that. You don't need to see all that, that's fine. <laughs> but um, with understanding that you cannot go anywhere 
anywhere <laughs> until those holes are fixed anywhere well. So let me let me just correct that because there are a lot of people who are really going somewhere. They're making it very difficult on themselves and mm -hmm. struggling for no reason when they can really just take the time out and heal. It's going to be hard. It's very difficult. But you could just take the time out and heal and do it correctly and intentionally one time instead of multiple times at multiple touch points and get it right so you can be fully present for that relationship because everyone deserves your all. Nah, not everyone deserves your all, but whoever this person is who you've decided deserves your all, deserves your all. Gotcha. Just just do it right the first time. No one no one deserves a holy ship. <laughs> The holy shit. No. no why why would you go in the water in the first place if you knew that your ship has holes in it? That's dumb, right? In the same sense, why <laughs> would you get in a relationship if you know you're not all the way there? Don't do that to yourself or to that other person. So what you're saying is before I before I jump into that next relationship, okay, before I jump into that next relationship, I need to go ahead and figure out me a little bit. Yeah. I need to take some time to figure out myself and what is what is messed up about yes. me and yes. What, yes. what can I not absolutely yes. not bring into the next relationship because yes. me bringing these same issues, these same holes into the next relationship will only cause this ship between me and this other person to fail. So exactly. they might have it. They might not have holes in theirs, but because I have holes in mine, I'm gonna I'm gonna be just looking and I don't even know the holes are there. If I haven't even looked at where those holes are, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be looking at them like yo, what's going on here? <laughs> and we're gonna be sinking together. Exactly. exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much for putting it just in that sense. That was really a really great summary. And I think I also want people to also take away. I'm not saying be perfect because perfectionism is not even possible. That's not possible. Nope. But what I'm saying is at least, you know, where your holes are. Mm -hmm. Because there are some people who are great company, great company, not great fixers, great company to be alongside you while you are helping, letting God, letting God help you fill your holes. There are some people who are awesome company, awesome company. They can't do it for you, but they're great company to be alongside you and encourage you along the way while you're allowed, while you're going through this healing process. Yeah. Boom. I mean, I think we just, I think we pretty much nipped that baby in the butt. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's definitely gonna be a clip later. Just be ready for that one. But um, <laughs> the the next thing, there was another point that I uh that I was thinking about, and then you you talked about uh the connection, the connection mm -hmm. part. There's a lot of people who aren't actually in relationships yet, or they're going from relationship to relationship like mm -hmm. really fast. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about the the difference between settling for connection and actually finding somebody that loves you. Mm. So I thought I've seen a lot of times that it's like, you know, one thing that we all crave, we all crave like certainty, uncertainty, love, connection, growth, stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, love is love is crazy important to have in a relationship. And when you don't have it, when you find yourself in a relationship that there's not actually love in it, then you just settle for connection. Yeah. Connection could take the form of <gasps> we just we just sleeping together. <laughs> we just hanging around each other. You just helped me out. You just helped me out. You just helped me out. That was really good. What was it? Tell me. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, 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 okay. So I was, this is oh, okay, 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 okay. Whoo, this is big. So you you just said so you were talking about people jumping from relationship relationship to relationship and settling for connection rather than someone that loves you and for a really long time martel so i told you like i've been um i've been in a couple significant relationships but there's one there's one that 
I've been trying to figure out why, <laughs> why it tripped me up so much because Karen Hubbard is a champion as, as you know, as you know, and I was trying to figure out why it tripped me up so much. And like, granted, like I'm, as, as you notice, like I, I'm always having a lot of health problems. I'm always going through something as, as everyone else is. But at this time I was going through a lot, but I also was going through a breakup at this time. And that breakup, like I felt like destroyed me. And I was like trying to figure out <clears throat> why it messed me up so bad. But what you just said was something really important. And it was because at that time, I needed connection to get me through that situation. And I was relying on that relationship to be my source of connection, to get me through those things. And because I didn't have it, I felt like I was worthless. It was mm. interesting. And I've been trying, I've, it was really funny that you just said that because like I, it kind of, like, you know, when something's unresolved, like you really want to figure it out. And like, you're trying to like figure out what the missing piece is. That was the missing yeah. piece, so thank you. That's really interesting. I love how I figured that out just now, live on this podcast. That's really funny. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, that's, somebody so else too. <laughs> that's awesome. Yay. But yeah, it's just wow. the the whole thing, the whole difference. It's like you can't when we when we when we do this whole thing where it's like, I know this person isn't it. I know this person doesn't really respect me enough. I know this person, we don't really share a whole lot in common. I know this person doesn't like we don't have the same emotions. We don't are we are intellectually the same, but let's just keep doing this thing where we just hang out for a little bit and then do some stuff and then leave each other and then come back. And then we like we might try to do something more serious. But since it started physically and it never got in past any any level other than physical. Mm that relationship doesn't last because it can't grow because there was there was no roots there was no strong roots in no it. roots <laughs> there was no roots there was no roots when it never goes past physical then it then it's hard to get it past physical because when it starts that way um that's usually what is expected and i've seen it i've seen it a million a million and fifty times <laughs> I've seen it a million fifty times, and it's like, and it's almost like you. Some, I, I don't. Well, maybe it's just me, but I, I feel like when I see it, and then they're like, "Whoa, what's going on?" In my head, I'm like, "But, but wait, it never, it never got past anything else." So you tried to make it something deeper than it was, but it was never anything deep. Happens all it the was time. never that deep all the time. <laughs> So you jumped into this relationship with this person, but you never connected emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, but you did connect physically, but you expected all the other ones to come just because you say that you're boyfriend and girlfriend now. That's you, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. <laughs> and it's like, yo, come on now. We gotta, we gotta really take, we gotta really take into account who we are and uh, when we sit down with this person again, let's just try to figure out a little bit more about them. If we can't even sit and have a conversation, then how are we going to have a long lasting relationship? Mm -hmm. And please, I, I mean, I've got, and my, it seems like my dudes are worse at this than females in my experience, but dudes will fall in. Dudes just flat out fall in. They'll get connected with some girl and they'll start hanging out, doing some stuff, whatever. And then they get into a relationship and it's like, this is it. This is it, bro. <laughs> this girl is it. This is all I need. We're going to be together forever. But they, you know, that that two year window of the infatuation phase, they, it seems like my guys just don't think for a second to look at this person for who they are and like think, okay, what, what is their end game? What is their motives? Where do they want to be? Uh, and do we match? Does it actually match up? Like if, if I like these things and I do these things and I hang out this way and I like to, you know, be, uh, I like to grow in this, in this way. So, and, but this other person doesn't, this person doesn't do these things. They do the opposite or they don't see themselves doing this 15 years later. They don't see themselves in this area or even around 
<laughs> around the place that I think I want to be in 15 years. And I don't consider that because I'm just so stuck on the fact that, oh, she is fine. She is fine. She, she is giving me her attention and I just love being around her. So we'll figure all that out later. But, uh-oh, wait a minute. Later comes and she doesn't. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. Later came, where's she at? <laughs> or even worse, later comes, she's still here and y'all both hurt. Nobody can figure it out. Oop. Nobody can figure it out. So, I mean, there, there's a two-year window, people. If you go ahead and, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying you can, you, you, you can't figure some stuff out earlier than two years, but within those two years, if you, if you get together, you meet each other day one, right? Six months later, y'all dating. Okay, cool. That's fine. Six months later, y'all married. Whoa, wait a minute. That's a little quick. Okay, six months later, y'all got a kid. All right, now wait a minute. <laughs> you got, <laughs> yo, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's slow down. Let's definitely slow down. <laughs> Pump the brakes on that because wait, you don't even know this person. And then year three is when the effort actually comes in. Year three. You only been in it for a year and six months. <laughs> Get in the game. Get your head right. <laughs> so it's like, and then we're trying to figure out like, yo, okay, the thing isn't the the spark that was there in the beginning isn't there anymore. Like, you know, we aren't this and that. And all of a sudden, I realized this person stinks. I, they didn't stink for the first two years. But the third year, this person smells bad. Like, what is what happened? Like, there's nothing there. I don't like this person anymore. Um, maybe it's time to actually figure out who they are and how you guys really relate, how you guys really can connect and how you guys can really grow together. Because after that two years, then reality starts to, to hit. You start to really see the person for who they are. And if you don't like it, shoot. <laughs> Either y'all can figure that out or y'all can split. And I mean, I know it's hard after that, after you hit that, after you've been together for a minute, I've, I, I know, I know for a fact that you got, like, it's definitely going to get, it's difficult to make that executive decision, but shoot, do you want to stick in this thing that sucks, this thing that hurts you, this thing that you know you can't actually reach your full potential in, or do you want to just let it be what it is? and keep moving. I think it's worth mentioning too, that I've seen God do some amazing things with people who have been together for a year. And I've seen God do some amazing things with people who have been together for five plus years. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with people who've been together for a couple of months. But here's the thing, everything about what I just said had God as a factor. God was in it. Yep. It wasn't just y'all <laughs> figuring out, feeling it out. God was in it. And I wholeheartedly believe that anything with God cannot fail. And anything without God is destined to fail. Flat out. Does he? Yeah. So, all right, Martel. Whew, that was a lot. It was it's quite a bit. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> I mean, that was... <laughs> If God ain't in it, I mean, shoot, I'm sorry. Because it's like, you you got your ship, you might have the holes filled. And you might, well, you might have a good amount of the holes filled. And they might have a good amount of the holes filled. But God's keeping it afloat, really. But that's up to y'all. <laughs> that's just how I'm going with it, you know? But uh, yeah, so we are at we are at that time. I'm so happy that you guys stuck with us to this point. Um, I'm gonna roll this one back. I'm definitely gonna roll this one back. I think this one was uh, had some some gems in it for sure. And I definitely think there's a couple points that we hit we hit pretty hard. But there's other points that we could have went 
on a little bit more. So I'm gonna roll it back and then we can we can pick up because this is one. This is one of the episodes on relationship. So be ready. There's there will be more. Karen, are there any is there any is there any last thoughts before the words of wisdom? Any last thoughts? Be intentional about relationships. Um, just bouncing back to what I said earlier about um, with a relationship being a relation, you have something in common. There's a common purpose and a ship being meaning you're going somewhere there's a destination um make sure that destination is in alliance with your purpose and if you don't know what your purpose is stop <laughs> stop you don't need to be in a relationship you, you don't you can you can wait you you can wait you can wait stop for please 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 queen k said please <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> cool well karen queen k do you have the words of wisdom for the week they won't I, see us until after christmas so merry christmas everybody oh, merry christmas merry christmas um merry christmas happy holidays um the words of wisdom today are all life or time that has passed is owned by death. Do not reminisce. Mm. One more time. All life or time that has passed is owned by death. Do not reminisce. All time that has passed is owned by death. Do not reminisce. Mm -hmm. So are you telling me to live in the present? Correct. Bet. There it is then. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. This was Merry the Young and Anointed Podcast, episode number 11 on relationships. Hashtag romantic ones. My name is Martel. <laughs> and this is Karen Hubbard, otherwise known as Queen K. And we will see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.